Welcome to the Gospel Minute, part of the teaching ministry of Praise Temple Apostolic Church. In this podcast, we explore various topics pertaining to the kingdom of God with the ministers of Praise Temple. Today, we will be hearing from Brother Kevin Cummins. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, podcast listeners. Thank you for joining us today on the Gospel Minute uh, the Gospel Minute podcast. It's a ministry of Praise Temple Apostolic Church. And I'm Brother Kevin Cummins, and I'll be ministering to you today on the subject of Jesus, of Jesus Christ. And the question is, is Jesus God or is Jesus the Son of God? And I'll be answering that question in four parts. And this is the first part. And I'll be answering in my first part the question, is Jesus God? And I'll be saying yes. And to say yes to that question, I'm going to take you directly to the Gospel of John. John many times, John many times when he is referring to Jesus, he refers to him as the Word or the expression of God. And speaking of Jesus as God, he says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus was God, and the same was in the beginning. He always was. And all things were made by Him. There is a tremendous gap in between things that are made and the one who is making things. And John is making his point in the very opening of his book that Jesus is the maker. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. And check this out, verse 4. This is a direct correlation to the Genesis account. In Him, that is Jesus, speaking of in the beginning, was life. When we go to Genesis and we find how God is making the earth, the grass, and the, the sea, the universe, all of the animals, all of the creatures that are in the air, that are in the ocean, that are on land... All of that life came from Him. And the Bible says, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. You know, in the second day, here in Genesis, I'm still making this cross-reference, how it talks about God said, Let there be light, and there was light. But then later on, on day 5, He made the... Look here, verse 16, Genesis 1.16. He made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. This was on the fifth day. So you have five days that go by that was without the sun. What was that light? That light was the light of Jesus Christ. Not only was he the creator of all things, not only has he always been, but in him was life. Every bit of life that's on earth right now is a product of his eternal life. And the light that we will have in eternity past And eternity future. The Bible says that when we get to heaven, that there's not going to be any need for a son because the lamb is the light. And that's how he starts out his, and that's how John starts out his gospel, speaking about how Jesus, referring to him as the word, is God. He made all things. In him was life, and the light was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That's a powerful way to open a book. And going on, we look at answering the question, is Jesus God? From the Gospel of John, we find these I am statements. 
in John chapter 6, John chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus, he is feeding the 5,000. And they come to him because they were hungry. And Jesus answering their hunger, um, telling them that they need more than just physical food. Their spirit man was desperately hungry for something. And he was that bread that could feed them. And he, here's what he says in John six thirty five, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Jesus is that bread of life. No man, so we're talking about is Jesus God? Only God can make statements like, if you come to me, you'll have eternal life. If you come to me, you'll you'll always be satisfied. If you come to me, you'll never thirst again. And uh, if anyone else, if any angel were to say that, if any regular person were to say that, it would be absolute blasphemy. I mean, just imagine if you heard your neighbor say that. You know, you go to your neighbor's house and you say, hey, you know, I've got any, uh, you know, do you have any bread? I'm hungry. And he says, I am the bread of life. You probably wouldn't go over there very much anymore because only God can truly satisfy eternally and satisfy the soul. In John chapter 11, as as Jesus is going to comfort Mary and Martha, as Lazarus is uh, in the tomb, he'd been there for four days. When you look at verses 25 and 26 in the Gospel of John chapter 11, uh, let me go back to verse 23, where Mary, uh, let me see, verse 23 Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. He's talking to Martha now. Verse 24. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So she has faith, which is awesome that in the last day, God's going to, you know, just as God's going to raise everyone from the dead. You know, and she's saying, yeah, you know, I agree with you, Jesus. But she doesn't know that he was talking of this day. And Jesus, verse 25, Jesus, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And I want to make this statement right here. I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone that ever has been or ever will be raised from the dead has been raised by the power of God. And Jesus is saying he is making himself equal with God, showing that he is God. Because God alone has the power to have eternal life in himself and to raise from the dead. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection in the life. We're talking about the resurrection in 1 Thessalonians 4.16. The Lord himself, that's the Lord Jesus, shall descend with a shout, with the voice of the trump. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That resurrection is going to come from Jesus. And the Bible says we're going to be changed. I don't know what we shall be like, but we shall be like Him. And Jesus, as his, as He is responding to Martha, He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. 
And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost talking about Jesus being God. And Jesus is speaking about the eternal life that is in him. And if you die in Christ, it is um, for me. Paul said for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You are as safe as you can be. You are nowhere safer than in the hands of Jesus Christ because he has the power over all creation. He has the power. You remember um, when he stood before Pilate? Jesus had the power over his own resurrection. Jesus speaking to Pilate, and Pilate said, Know you not that I have power over you to crucify you or to set you free? And Jesus said to Pilate, You have no power except the power given to you from heaven. For no man takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down. And I have the power to take it back up again. And so Jesus is just proving that he is the resurrection and the life. John chapter 14, and I love this. Oh, I love this. John chapter 14. Now, this is a doozy. Now, you got to, you know, I do want to tell you about John chapter 14, but to know about John chapter 14, you've got to know about John chapter 13. And I'm still talking about Jesus being God. John chapter 13 is the Last Supper. Oh, yeah. It's the Last Supper. And it was here at the Last Supper that they they come in and Jesus washed their feet and, and Peter said, you know, don't wash my feet. And he said, hey, if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part in me. And Simon Peter said, Lord, not only my feet, but my hands and my head, you know. And it's here that in the Last Supper that he talks about the one that's going to betray him. And Satan has not yet entered into Judas. And I believe that Judas had not yet made that decision. I believe. I believe that Judas had that free will. And I believe that if Judas would have made the decision, you know, if Judas would not have chosen to betray Christ, God's word is true. And one way or another, Calvary would have happened. You know what I'm saying? God was going to allow it to happen. So, I, But this was decision time for Judas. He says, someone's going to betray me, that the scripture may be fulfilled. And they say, who's going to betray you, Lord? Watch verse 18. He that eateth bread with me. And in another gospel, Matthew, it says, he that dippeth bread with me in the sop. And when they heard this, Judas dipped his bread in the sop and partook with Jesus. And so, Jesus, after he does that, he looks at Judas and he says, hey, that that thou doest, do quickly. And it hadn't yet come into the disciples. They hadn't yet quite figured out what was going on. It hadn't hit home yet that disciples, for some reason, maybe God had veiled their understanding that they wouldn't stop him. They, you know, And so the Bible says that they didn't know why Jesus had said that to them. And that uh, verse 28, for some of them thought because Judas had the bag that Jesus said unto him, buy those things which we have need of. They thought that Judas was going to the market. Matter of fact, Jesus, Judas was going to the market, but it wasn't to get bread. It was to betray Christ for 30 pieces of silver. And so, you know, you have this conversation. Someone's going to betray me. For some reason, it doesn't set in yet that Judas is going to be the betrayer. Judas leaves. And Peter makes this statement. Um, Lord, uh, 
I will lay down my life for thy I will lay down my life for thy sake. You know, he's saying he's saying I'm going to do it. Like um I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be for you. There's no way that I'm going to be the betrayer. And Jesus makes this statement. He makes this statement several times. He makes it in, in John 7. He makes it in John 8. He makes it in John 10. And it's this statement that he keeps on repeating, speaking of the cross, but they didn't know he was speaking of the cross, but he had made it several times. And it, the statement is, let me look here. I've got John chapter 13. The statement is, where I go, thou canst follow me. He makes this statement. And literally in one place, the Pharisees thought that he was talking of like killing himself. And that was a, that's what they said. They said, is this man talking of killing himself? They literally had no idea what he meant when he said, I'm going somewhere that you can't go. Now think about this. They had followed him in boats. They, you know, there was times where Jesus, he would rise early in the morning. He would go away to a place and pray. And they would literally have to go find him. You know, it's funny. It's actually kind of funny reading through the Gospels and reading through the parts where the disciples literally have to go find him. You know, there was that time when Jesus was growing up and he was 12 years old and he was in the market where he was at the house of God. And Mary and Joseph lost him. There was a time that Mary and Joseph had to go find him. And Jesus makes this statement, where I go, you cannot follow me now. And Peter is perplexed. You remember, you know, he 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 feels this accusation, someone's going to betray me. You know, you know, he so he feels that and then Jesus says, "Where I go, you cannot go yet." And Peter says, "Lord, why can I not follow thee? I will I'm quoting from verse 37. I will lay down my life for thy sake." And Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Can you imagine just the, like the atmosphere of the room? Everyone, the chief apostle, right there in front of everyone, Jesus Christ telling him, you are going to deny me three times before the cock crows. And it is here in the midst of this trouble, the troubled, the troubled questions in who's going to betray, the troubled questions in where are you going that I can't go. It is out of this trouble in their heart, out of the trouble in this situation, this very heavy situation at the end of, at the end of Jesus, his earthly life, that John chapter 14, verse one, Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And he tells them where he's going. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, ye may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. 
And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Verse 6, And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Going down on verse 8, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father. They're really getting down to the nitty gritty. They know that his time is short. And they are really letting out these questions that they wanted to know. That question, where are you going? That question, who is the Father? We know you, we know the Father. Lord, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. Verse 9, And Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, yet hast thou not known me? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, and how sayest you, show us the Father? Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Oh, man. Jesus is making these bold statements about his divinity, about him being God. I'm running out of time. That was It's been 17 minutes. That was supposed to be 15 minutes. Long story short, and I'm just looking at the Gospel of John here, talking about how um, Jesus is God. If I can just summarize... Every bit of life that you have right now, that anyone has ever had, or anyone will ever have, eternally and physically, has come from this one who is the Lord Jesus. And he has gone to prepare a place for you and I. And if he said, if I go, I will return to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there, yea, may ye also be, be also. So I hope that encouraged you. Stay tuned for part two. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gospel Minute. If you enjoyed this podcast, take a minute to leave us a review and subscribe to be notified when we post a new episode. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, Praise Temple Apostolic Church. If you would like to join us in service, we are located at 725 West Knoll Avenue, Madisonville, Kentucky. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. God bless.